Hello, everybody. Guten Erev Yantif. We're holding the night before Rosh Hashanah. And due to the unusual circumstances this year, we have to give our <clears throat> speech before Rosh Hashanah. So luckily, the day Erev Rosh Hashanah has this special aura. You already feel some of Rosh Hashanah, so we can get into the mode and talk about it and hopefully be inspired in a way that together we can elevate our tefillahs and have the proper kavana and have the proper approach to such holy days, the high holy days of the Jewish year. On Rosh Hashanah, the mitzvah of the day is to blow the shaifer. And this is a very enigmatic mitzvah. Of all the mitzvahs that say that we perform, right? all the positive commandments that we do, we generally have a simple understanding in why we do them. There are many mitzvahs loisa say, right? the negative commandments, which are chukim, which are, don't have any obvious reason to them, like you're not allowed to wear shatnas, you're not allowed to plant klayim, uh, you, there are many foods you can eat, there are many animals you're not allowed to eat, and so on and so forth. Those are all essentially chukim. They're not things that have an obvious reason to them. But of the mitzvahs that say that we do, we sit in a sukkah, so we know the reason why. We eat matzah on Pesach, we eat maror on Pesach, we wear tzitzis to remind us of all the mitzvahs, we wear tefillin to demonstrate our connection to Hashem. So all the mitzvahs assay generally that we do have a very obvious and overt reason, at least that we can relate to. Obviously, there's many secret and, and tremendous depth to them. But the mitzvah of Shefer doesn't have a simple meaning. There's no simple understanding to what the idea of this mitzvah is. Why do we blow? What does it do? How does it work? The Rambam famously says, Afal pi shetikiyas shoifer b'rosh even though blowing Shafer and Rosh Hashanah is a commandment, it's a gezeris hakasif, it's a commandment of the Pasuk, remez yeshbai, there is a symbolism in it, right? And it's not the Pashat Pshat, but there's a symbolism. It, it represents Uru Yishenem that we should wake up from our slumber and start to do tshuva. That's the remez, but that's not the simple meaning. And what's even more enigmatic about Tekiah Shafer is the concept that we've heard many times is the concept of irvuv hasatan, right? You confuse the satan, you get him mixed up so that he can't say bad things about Klal Yisrael. He can't be a prosecutor. And we find this concept in three places in relation to Tikkias. One is tomorrow. We don't blow the shaifer tomorrow so as to confuse the satan. That's one place that we find confusing the sudden. He shouldn't know what day is Rosh Hashanah. Somehow he doesn't have access to a Jewish calendar. The second place, and this is really the primary place where it's found in the Gemara, is the fact that we blow Shoifer before Mosaf, and then we blow it again during Mosaf. Now you only need to blow 30 kailas, which is the amount we blow before Mosaf, in order to be Yaitzah the Mitzvah. So why do we blow it twice? Why do we blow it before Mosef and during Mosef? Either blow it during Mosef and not before, or before and not during. Why both? That's double. You don't need to do twice. And the Gemara answers, La'arbev has satan, to confuse the satan. That's the main place where it says it. 
And lastly, in the Yerushalmi and the Rishayim bring down that that's why we blow that Tekiah Gedayla at the end, all the way, the hundred, the hundred Kailas, and at the end of the hundred Kailas, we blow this very, very long Tekiah where uh, a Baal Tekiah can show his prowess, you know, how long he's able to keep that going. That's also to confuse the Satan. He thinks it's the Mashiach's Shoifar that we're all waiting for, the Kabbish Shoifar Gadol Cheruseinu, and he gets confused. Those are the three places where we find that we try to confuse the Satan. Why is he getting confused? What is so confusing? And what does it even mean to get confused by a Malach? And why can't he remember what we do from year to year? He should have had it straight by now. It's thousands of years that we're doing this. And not only that, but it seems that confusing the Satan is not just a byproduct of what we do, but it's of utmost importance that that happens. The Satan has to get confused. We have to make sure that happens. Why? The Gemara testifies to this fact. The Gemara says, Rav Yitzchak says, that if a year should come that chas v'shalom, you can't blow Shaifer on Rosh Hashanah. Something happens, there's a decree, there's a gezera, Klai Yisrael all over is prevented from blowing Shaifer on Rosh Hashanah. He says that year will be a very difficult year. If you don't blow Shaifer in the beginning, it gets bad in the end. Why? Says um, Rav Yitzchak, because you weren't Ma'arb of the Satan. We didn't confuse our, prosec- our prosecutor. Why is it that, that it has to happen? What's the importance of it? What's the meaning of it? So I want to focus on the one that the Gemara addresses, which is why do we blow Shaifer twice? Why do we blow Shaifer before Musaf and during Musaf? Why do we blow 30 before and 30 after? To confuse the Satan. How does that work? How does that confuse the Satan? Rashi and Taisvis on this Gemara discuss it. And the message, I'm going to concentrate on Rashi's message, is very, very powerful and very applicable in particular to this year. Rashi explains that the reason why the Satan gets confused is because by blowing twice, we are demonstrating Chibuv Mitzvah. By blowing twice, we're demonstrating chibuv mitzvah. So he says, what does that mean? He says we blow once, and we blow again because we love the mitzvah so much. And this causes his neatly organized prosecuting argument, arguments, right, that the prosecution has this whole long speech prepared, it becomes unraveled. And he gets confused. So let's try to understand Rashi's approach. How is it that blowing twice demonstrates Chibuv Mitzvah? How is it that the fact that we blow by four Mosef and during Mosef shows how much we love Mitzvahs? How is that? So there are a number of approaches to this. One idea is, is that Klai Yisrael simply doesn't want to be done with the Mitzvah. We don't want to be finished. It's not enough to blow one time. Yes, we were ready Mekayim the Mitzvah before Mosef. We blow 30 Kailas. But it's not enough for us. We want more than that. And, and, and we blow again. And it's true, we could have arranged to blow only by Musaf, but that would defeat the purpose. We're trying to get it as much as we can. So that, that demonstrates how much we love the mitzvah, and we keep on doing it because we just don't want to be finished with it. It's a once-a-year mitzvah. We finally get to blow the shaifer. It's so wonderful. We don't want to stop. That's how we demonstrate Chibu Mitzvah. That's a simple understanding. We find in the Gemara a similar concept that the holy Jews of Yerushalayim, the Anshe Yerushalayim, would walk around on Sukkot the whole day with their Lulav and Esri. They wouldn't put it down. 
They would go to be Mavakar Cholim with a lulav and esrig. They would go to be Menachem Avelim with a lulav and esrig. They would go to eat their Suda. They would hold the lulav and esrig. Why are they holding the lulav and esrig all day? Chibuv Mitzvah, because they loved the Mitzvah so much they didn't want to let go of it. So that's the concept we blow twice to show how much we love the Mitzvah. Another aspect of the love demonstrated here is Sabafarsham explained if we would only blow during Musaf, being that we would break up the Tekiyas with Davani Musaf in the middle, we would not be able to make a bracha. Similar to the halal that we say by the Haggadah, we break it up with a Suda in the middle so we don't make a bracha on it. So we want to be able to make a bracha. That's also part of our love for a mitzvah. We want to be able to make a bracha on the mitzvah. So that's why we instituted those tekiyas before Musaf. And that also demonstrates our love for the mitzvah. But the Aruch HaShulchan says a beautiful and a fascinating thing which really helps us begin to get an appreciation for what we're actually saying. The Aruch HaShulchan says, if you look at the Gemara, the real reason why this was instituted, that they should do tekiyas before Musaf and, and during Musaf, was because there was one point in history that there was a decree passed by the non-Jews, the oppressors on Kali Yisrael, and they said no shoifer blowing this year. And they sent police, they sent soldiers to ensure that shoifer is not blown, and in those days they only blew shoifer once, right after Shachris, 30 kailas, and that was it. So they had them standing there, the whole Shachris, and they saw that no shoifer was blown, and they saw they began Musaf, so they left. And Chazal said, from now on, we're going to blow it during Musaf. Once they leave, I will blow Shaifer. They were Moiser Nefesh, right? They risked their lives to be able to institute a new Tekiah Shaifer. And after that decree passed, Kalah Yisrael said, no, we're going to hold on to this. We're going to keep on doing both, during Musaf and before Musaf. The way we were Moiser Nefesh when we had the decree, we're going to continue doing that. And that shows Klai Yisrael's tremendous love for mitzvahs. We're going to do anything and everything to do that mitzvah. It doesn't make a difference what decree there is. We're going to carry through and continue doing this mitzvah. So now let's understand, why does demonstrating love for mitzvah, why is it so important? Why does that have the power to confuse the satan? Why does his whole prosecution fall apart when Klai Yisrael demonstrates love for mitzvahs? What is so important about it? What's its power? How's, why does he know about it from year to year? So there's a beautiful pshat said by Rabbi Kiv Eger, and it's said also in the Panam Yafis at the end of Parshish Vayikra. He says, when Klal Yisrael demonstrates love for mitzvahs, when we show how much we want to do mitzvahs, that's ava, that's love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's, that's not just we fear him and we're scared about what he can do to us and we fear punishment and retribution. No, no, no. We want to go above and beyond. We want more. We're doing even more than our obligation. We want to do mitzvahs even more than we're obligated. It shows so much love that we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to become close to him, to be able to connect to him. That that's the essence of tshuva me'ahava, to do tshuva out of love for Hashem. And when we do tshuva out of love for Hashem, what happens? Our Averis become mitzvahs. So he says, the Satan comes, tries to present an Avera that Kali Yisrael does, and he says, look, look at the sin that they did. Now they do tshuva me'ava, and it turns into a mitzvah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, one second, that's not an Avera, that's a mitzvah. So his whole plan gets messed up. He keeps on bringing these Averis, they keep on turning into mitzvahs. So every time, it doesn't help him year to year, every time he tries to bring a mit- an Avera, we do tshuva me'ava, it becomes mitzvahs. So his whole prosecution... His whole speech falls apart. It's a beautiful pshat. And it seems like a, uh, a cute loophole. A nice little chachma, you know, a, Jew, a Jewish chachma that we put, pull on the satan. But it goes much deeper than that. The Shemi Shmuel explains that we see in the Teichacha, in Parshish Kisava that we just learned, the part that it goes on and lists punishment after punishment, 
you know, decree after decree that's going to come on us. And it says, you know why all this is happening? Because you didn't serve Hashem from simcha, from love of Hashem, from good-heartedness. When you had everything, you didn't serve Hashem out of simcha. So Hashem Ishmael asks, goodness, all those punishments, the terrible punishments said there, famine, death, uh, oppression, gallus, it's all because we didn't serve Hashem b'simcha, from love, from happiness. And he says, no, no, no. There are plenty of averis that, that account for all those punishments. But if we would serve Hashem from love, if we would serve Hashem from chibuv mitzvah, then the satan's prosecution would fall apart and these punishments would never be able to be passed in the heavenly court. So yeah, it's not because we, did, we didn't serve Hashem from Simcha. It's not because we lacked the Simcha Shal Mitzvah, that we lacked that love of doing Mitzvahs and become close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's not what brings the punishment. But if we have that, we can derail the Satan. And if we don't derail the Satan, then unfortunately he, pull, he can pull off his prosecution. And then all those punishments happen. And this goes even deeper we don't begin to realize the value and importance and meaning and, 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 and how much it defines us, our chibu of mitzvah, how much we love mitzvahs. It, it really defines who we are and our whole Avedis Hashem. And I was struck by this, I read in the book about the Klosenberger Rebbe, the war years. And the Klosenberger Rebbe suffered terribly during the war. He was in Auschwitz, he was in labor camps, and he suffered. He suffered, it describes it there. And he said after the war, that he thinks the war happened so that Jews should have an opportunity to perform mitzvahs with Messias Nefesh. To demonstrate how much they love mitzvahs, no matter how hard and how terrible and how much suffering, how much oppression, they did the mitzvahs anyway. As we know so many stories, how they would be moister nefesh to do mitzvahs in the camp, shoifar, tefilas nam, they rhyme, yem kippur, and etc. And I read this and I said, really? I mean, even if he's only talking for himself, the Klotzenberger Rebbe himself, all his suffering and pain that he went through was just so he should be able to be mikhaim mitzvahs with mysterious nefesh. It seems so hard to understand. But let's think about this a little bit deeper. And let's understand this. So we think generally of loving mitzvahs, of chib of mitzvahs, towards the excitement that we have to do a mitzvah, right? We build a sukkah, we're so excited to sit in the sukkah. And we sit in the sukkah and we enjoy it. We have a Shabbosuda, it's uplifting. It's inspiring, it's delicious, and we love it. And we love doing those mitzvahs. And this is all definitely true. That is love, that's chib of mitzvah. That's love of mitzvahs. But love means something much deeper and much more powerful than that. Love is perhaps the most powerful force in the world of emotion. When we love a child, our child, there's nothing we won't do for the benefit. When we think about how we love our children, what do we think about? Does it mean how much we enjoy being around them, how much we enjoy taking trips with them? It is, but there's so much more than that. I think if we're asked that question, we translate it into how much we care about them, how much we worry that they should be healthy, how much we worry that they should get a good education, how much we worry that they should be successful, how much we, we want them to grow and to keep in touch, right? That's how we picture our love in words. When do we feel the love for our children most keenly and the love for our parents? When they're gone and we miss them. 
right? Chas v'shalom, something happens and we rush to help them and they might get sick. We spend hours and we sleepless nights being there with them to comfort them, to help them. And we go to the doctor, any doctor, anywhere in the world, any treatment, any possibility to do what we can do to help them. That's love. That's real love. When we talk about chiv of mitzvah, loving mitzvahs, of course it means the exciting part of love. Right? Spending time together with Hashem, sitting in a beautiful sukkah, having an uplifting and inspiring davening on, on your Shoshana and Yom Kippur, enjoying an amazing and transformative Shabbos or Yantiv. But the real love for mitzvahs, the real chiv of mitzvahs is demonstrated when it hurts. Meaning, when we can't do a mitzvah. How much does that bother us? When we have to work hard to be able to do a mitzvah, how much do we push ourselves? Do we miss the mitzvah? Are we willing to endure sleepless nights and difficulty to be connected and close to Hashem? For us to know, for us to demonstrate how much we love Hashem, that's the only way. We have to love being together with Hashem. We love spending time on Shabbos and Yom Tov. We love our time learning. We love our time davening. We love when we can do chesed and tzedakah. But more than that, we have to miss it when we can't do it. We have to want it so much that we push ourselves to the limit and beyond to be able to do these mitzvahs, to be close to Hashem. When our ability to serve Hashem is challenged, we have to look for every possibility in the world to be able to do it. Like we would look for the best doctor for our child and to find the best treatment, look for the best education, try to get them into the best schools. That's love. That's the real thing. Now this year, I think we'll all agree, was a big test in Chib of Mitzvah. What aspect of our Avedis Hashem wasn't challenged? We lost a lot of opportunity during lockdown and beyond till today. Tefillah B'tzibur was gone. Tara learning was severely weakened. Educating our children in Tara and Avedis Hashem was compromised and very compromised and still is compromised. Even now, davening in shul is not option for some and for others it comes with a lot of difficulty and discomfort. You can't find your time in shul, you can't find a place in shul, you can't go every tefillah, you can only go certain times and it doesn't really work for you and it requires, it's difficult, it, has, it comes with a lot of difficulty. And then you have the looming threat of the virus anytime we get together with it, Seber, and constantly wondering what's the right thing to do, and it's troubling. And our ability to do kindness as well in a certain way was challenged, we couldn't go to weddings anymore. Bikr Chaylam in the traditional sense was not an option. Being there for people wasn't possible in the regular way. You couldn't go visit your parents in person. You couldn't give people a hug when they desperately needed it. But here is the thing that really confuses the Satan. And this is what makes his job so difficult. When we have true chiv of mitzvah, when we really love mitzvahs, the added hardships, that difficulty... That demonstrates, that's our time, that's our opportunity to demonstrate how much we really love Hashem and how much we really love these mitzvahs. The Sutton tries to bring all kinds of evil decrees upon us. He tries to bring pandemics and he tries to make government laws and all different kinds of things just to make it difficult and hard for us to do mitzvahs. But if we overcome that and we say we're not going to let us stop, that stop us and we wish we could do these mitzvahs and it bothers us so much that we can't do these mitzvahs and we try everything we can do and we push ourselves to the limit to be able to do mitzvahs, then the opposite happens. 
then all those things actually become an even greater display of Klai Yisrael's greatness and love for Hashem. And look what happened during this pandemic, how much Klai Yisrael missed Davening B'tzibur, and how much Chesed sprang, sprung up to replace all the opportunities of Chesed that were lost, Davening for other people, helping other people who were sick, being there for the people around us in the community. There are so many beautiful things that happen, and that's the love, true love, of mitzvahs and Hashem manifesting itself. And the Satan is trying to deter us from serving Hashem. And he wants to bring these evil decrees, and they have the opposite effect. They make us greater in the eyes of Hashem. They make us greater people, and bring us closer to Hashem, and effectively destroy all those evil decrees. There's a story told about a legend, the Badrach of Rebbe, Reb Levi Yitzchak, it said that he met the Sultan. Rabbi Levi Yitzchak from Baditchev, the Rabbi met the Sultan, and it was before Sukkot, it was after Yom Kippur, it was before Sukkot. And he saw the Sultan was very, very, very nervous. He was very, very, you know, angry and nervous. And he asked the Sultan, what's going on? Why are you so nervous and angry? So the Sultan said, there's this big ship with a shipment of beautiful Asregim and Lulavim, Muhudar Digim, Asregim and Lulavim, coming to be delivered to your country, to your city. And, and I don't want all the Yidden to be able to do those mitzvahs. So I went to heaven and I've just placed my argument that it should not be made so easy to have Muhudr Digel Lavim and Israel for Jews. They don't deserve it to be so easy. And I'm like nervous about it, but I think they've accepted my argument. And I think that ship is going to sink. Sure enough, the ship sank. Later during Sukkot, Rebbe Yitzchak meets the Satan again. And he meets the Satan and the Satan is distraught. He's demolished. He's upset and sad. So Blavi Yitzchak says, why are you so sad? Your plan, it worked. The, sink, the, the, the ship sunk. So Blavi Yitzchak said, no, I mean, sorry, the Satan said, no, you don't understand. I, yeah, this is what I wanted. But you know what happened? Instead, only a few Estragim made it ashore. And people, Yidin, they paid top dollar for those Estragim. They shelled it out, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And then those Yidin who bought those valuable Esraigim, they shared it with all the other Yidin, and people stood online for hours to be able to shake Lulav and Esraig. Jews lined up all around the block just to be able to shake a Lulav and Esraig. So instead, it made even a bigger Kiddush Hashem. It made even a, a tremendous display of Chiv of Mitzvah and Avas Yisrael. That's Mistatman Taim Naisav. That's Irubu Vasatan. When we show Chiv of Mitzvah, everything He does to stop us has the opposite effect. It gives us an opportunity to show how much more we love HaKadosh Baruch Hu when it's difficult, when it's hard. That's real love. The great love of Hashem, that's the greatest level of Avedah possible. And that's what we're striving for our whole lives, to have that Ahavas Hashem. Every sacrifice there is, the greatest sacrifice in the world, is worthwhile for this love. Every parent knows this. Every parent is willing to sacrifice everything and anything, all that they have, all that they are, for the success of their child. And that's what love is about. And it's an awesome thing. And it's a powerful thing. And it has such potential. And that's our greatness. The Ridva in that Gemara Rosh Hashanah says an amazing, and it's a frightening thing. He says that by the Akedah, when, Hashem, when Abraham Avinu sacrificed or tried to sacrifice Yitzchak Avinu, it says, Hashem Baruch will look. And he says, Do you know what this means? And he quotes his Rebbe. His Rebbe says that this means that Klal Yisrael is promised by a Baruch Hu that whenever they demonstrate their love of mitzvahs, 
he says, they follow in, in Avram Avinu's footsteps. And they do mitzvahs out of love. Hashem will remember the Akedah. And He'll consider it as if they are sacrificing themselves. It's as if they are sacrificing themselves. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will accept it. That's what it means to follow in Avram Avinu's footsteps. To do mitzvah which means... To be willing to give up, up everything for a mitzvah, to sacrifice for a mitzvah, to push ourselves for a mitzvah, to do an akedah, so to speak. To be able to do a mitzvah, Hashem says, it's as if you put yourself on the mizbech and sacrifice yourself. That's what happens when the shoifer gets blown. We demonstrate our chibu of mitzvah, how much we love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll do it when there's a decree. We'll blow shoifer even at the risk of our lives. If that's the right thing to do, that's what Chazal will do. And it will blow it, we don't want to stop, we'll blow it again and again. And we want to be able to make a bracha, and we want to be able to do mitzvahs right, and the way they're meant to be done, and with it, Zebra, and in shul, and with all the ways that you can, with closeness, with community, and with friends. That's chibuv mitzvah. No one wants a Disneyland dad, right? A father who's only there to take you on a trip when it's convenient for him, and otherwise it's out of the picture. We feel our love for our children, our children feel our love for us when we're with them through thick and through thin, when we're there to help with homework, when we're there to help when they get hurt, when we're there to celebrate little achievements and big achievements alike. That's love, and that's what Hashem wants from us. And truthfully, the fact that we don't blow shoifer on Shabbos demonstrates the same chib of mitzvah. We don't want to do an Avera no matter what, and we're willing to forego blowing shoifer just not to do an Avera. Also the Chib of Mitzvah, and that's what's Ma'arb of the Satan. So what can we do to demonstrate our love for mitzvahs? And I had two thoughts about this. One as a Tzibur, and one as a Yachid. What we can do all together, and what we can do alone. I'll just share that this has been a difficult time. Teaching Torah through Zoom, it's good we can do that. I'm happy we could do that. But obviously it has its limitations. I can't see you. We can't interact. There's no back and forth. There's no engagement. And I wish there was. And I'm so touched. I was so touched by people reaching out and saying, how can we somehow get an in-person share back again? And in truth, there's nothing that inspires me more there's nothing that, that, that makes me feel that, oh my goodness, we're doing it right. When I hear people, they reach out, they want to know what, how can we put another shear in? How can we get together in some other way in Abedis Hashem? How can we put together a program, program for kids, a program for, bo- for boys, for girls, looking to come together as a tzibur to find ways to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Chibuv Mitzvah. And that's such a beautiful that's demonstration of Chib of Mitzvah. And I, I, I wish that I had not a minute in the day because I was so busy doing all those things. I don't know that I can. And I, 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 I would love to. And I will try to. And it's so amazing on the part of Itzibur when they reach out, when they come together, when they organize to create more Torah, more Avedis Hashem, more Chesed, when people come together to cook meals for a sick person, when they come together to cook meals for a person that had a baby, that's a tzibur doing chib of mitzvah, going above and beyond. 
when it's, it could be difficult and it's hard, it's, it becomes inconvenient a lot of times. You sign up and then, you know, not what I, not what I signed up for. And that's Chibu Mitzvah. The second thought I had, as a yachid, we can all think of something. Find a way we can do a mitzvah better, and the commitment has to be through thick and thin. Let me give you an example. Let's say we commit to taking on Shabbos five minutes earlier. Lachzinden, it's 18 minutes before Shabbos. I'll do it five minutes earlier. You know what? If Lachzinden for you means 13 minutes before Shabbos, then commit to 18 minutes. That's five minutes earlier. But 18 minutes or, or 22 minutes or 23 minutes. Let's say we make a commitment like that. I'm just giving an example. Think of it. We want to bring on Shabbos earlier. We want to be further away from Chas V'Shalom doing a malacha. We want to have a buffer in case we make a mistake. We get the wrong time, right? You get the wrong time. You have this five-minute buffer. And then that's a kind of commitment that we can make. I know it's going to be hard at times. Maybe the first week we'll be all excited about it. Then there's going to be a week that everything is going wrong. It's going to be hard. And then we make that commitment through thick and through thin. I'm going to try to do this no matter what. What chib of mitzvah lies in such a Kabbalah? What a wonderful display of love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're going to do the mitzvah and I don't care what. We're going to be there for you, Hashem. That's just one example. And there's so many ways we can just embellish a mitzvah. Think of a mitzvah that we do, whether it's davening, a mincha. Our minchas, we don't always get to daven mitzibur. So you know, so you chap a mitzvah here, and sometimes you miss it because you forget. Make a time for mincha. Figure out a time during your day that you can always daven and daven then and then commit to daven then no matter what. That is a Kabbalah that demonstrates chib of mitzvah. I'm going to make this happen and I'm not going to give it up no matter what. Again, we can just ra- think of ways that we can take mitzvahs that we do, make them a little better and then make that commitment something that we can do and do it straight keep it no matter what and that shows this beautiful chib of mitzvah and how much Kla Yisrael really loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu and willing to stick with him no matter what we've had such opportunity this year to do that we've had such opportunity to put up with all this difficulty in education in teaching our children going to school going to shul davening in other mitzvahs and say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I know it's hard we're going to do it anyway and maybe Maybe that's what Hashem wanted from us this year. And may that be the tremendous chus, together with the mitzvah of Tekiyah Shaifer, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees us and listens to us and hears our cries. And perhaps this year will be the final year when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says it's time for Tekabah Shaifer Gadol Cheiru that I can finally blow the big Shaifer, the Shaifer of Mashiach, so that we can all come together and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu like we truly want to, in the Beis HaMikdash, in perfection, in Yerushalayim, B'mheir V'yumeinu, Lashana haba b'yushalayim. May you all have a ksiva and a chasima taiva, a blessed year, a gebenched year, a year of success, a year of happiness, a year of health, a year that we get to come back together and serve Hashem together, a year that we all azeichet sinachas from our children and much happiness. Have a wonderful yantiv and have a good night.